viral cash flowing videos on autopilot. Here's how one side hustler is getting it done. What's up? What's up? Nick Loper here. Welcome to the Side Hustle Show because your nine to five may make you a living, but your five to nine makes you alive. Fascinating side hustle for you today. Tapping into the massive viewership of YouTube where people are consuming something like a billion hours of video content a day. And so in this episode, we're going to cover how to carve out your share of that viewership and get paid to do it. My guest today runs several YouTube channels, and what's unique about them is that he's not on them. They're faceless videos intentionally engineered for virality. Tony Lysandridis, welcome to The Side Hustle Show. Thank you so much for having me, Nick. You bet. So, Tony, you're bringing in uh, up to 14 grand a month in YouTube ad revenue from these videos, and I think with a little practice, with a little patience, there's no reason why anybody listening can't do the same. So stick around in this one to learn about uh, Tony's research process, deciding what videos to make, and then the automated production process that keeps the publishing machine spinning. If you're new to the show, make sure to grab your personalized playlist at hustle.show. All you gotta do is answer a few short multiple choice questions and I'll build you a custom curated playlist of uh, the episodes that are gonna be most relevant to you. And once again, that's at hustle.show. So Tony, take me to this $14,000 month. Like how long did that take? You know, what are you thinking at this point? That's crazy. Certainly next. So basically I was just uploading content, uploading content, and I was seeing some progress, but I wasn't seeing uh, the the crazy results that I was really going for. And um, my first $14,000 month came, I, I believe it was a December. I actually had COVID during that time, which was crazy because I was like making the most money I've ever made whilst being sick and not able to work, which was an, an interesting, there's something in that. There's an interesting message in that saying that we can, we can actually make money in our sleep or even whilst we're sick. And um, yeah, I had a video that popped off. It hit literally, I had one video that hit 22 million views within a week. And that blew me away. And wow, when I hit those numbers on that video, that was my record breaking month of $14,000. It, it was very sweet seeing such results after, I would say it took me a year and a half to get there. After a year and a half of grind, um, I finally had that, that breakthrough tipping point, which was, um, which was sweet. Yeah. A year and a half. We'll talk about the patience to get into it, how long it took to get monetized, what kept you going during that process. But I, that was a shower thought of mine just last week, this weird realization that I don't get paid while I'm working so I can get paid while I'm not working. And it sounds like you had a similar experience lying there, lying there sick and, and still having this video that really took off. Now, I want to give the example, if you're comfortable sharing. So this is on the Interesting Flow YouTube channel, which has 100,000 subscribers at this point, obviously started from zero and grew over time. And this video that went super viral was how Dubai's artificial islands were made. And so the natural question is like, you... Are you, you know, are you a civil engineer? Like you have a background in like these big construction projects, you know, talk to me about the, maybe the research process that goes into coming up with something that you think is going to have a chance of winning that viral lottery. I'm not a civil engineer. I have zero construction background or architectural or civil engineering experience. And so the, the reason or the way how I came up with that idea is that I saw that the Dubai man-made islands were actually trending on YouTube. And I just thought, why am I going to try and reinvent the wheel when I can just use what's already working? And because I saw that Dubai was a topic 
um, that was trending, specifically their man-made islands, I just thought I'd make a video about how they were created. And so when I made that video, at first, it didn't do anything. For literally the first three months, that video did nothing. But it wasn't until I told my thumbnail designer to change the, the thumbnail to something that I had in mind, which was like the construction machine actually shooting out sand and dirt to basically create the man-made island. I just said, just put that in the thumbnail, just that picture, no text, no nothing, just put that. And when he did, that video began to gain traction and then it hit those numbers. And so, yeah, sometimes it's just that one little tweak you make. That's crazy. I just, I love this idea of, you know, these videos as kind of mini digital assets that you you send out into the world to do your bidding and they can generate this kind of cash flow. I think it's a really interesting model and I've had nothing to hit 22 million views. I've never had anything hit a million views to my knowledge, but it's just, uh, take me back to why well, I, I discovered that the Dubai man-made islands were trending. Like how do you discover that as, as a potential topic? So I was just scrolling through YouTube and I was just looking for what will work and what is trending right now. And I was just scrolling through YouTube and I was just going, just doing my digging, just doing my digging. And um, yeah, I came across that topic and I just thought, why not make a different variation of that topic and see how it will blow up. And so one of the ways I kind of look for video ideas is uh, once I see that one topic has uh, had a proof of concept, I would kind of do several variations of that topic. So let's say, let's take the Dubai man-made island, for example. Let's say there's a video trending, um, like the one I did, how Dubai's man-made islands were made. What you can do in order to just leverage off of that topic is that you can do different variations of that same subject. For example, you can look into what the Dubai man-made islands are and you can say why they were made, who made them, or why are they empty? Why is it that no one lives in them? Why are they sinking? Because they are actually sinking. And you can just do these different topics of them and see them explode. Okay, yeah, and tackling it from all these different approaches. So then, as so you see this as a trending topic, it like, hey, some somebody else has already posted a video about this, it's doing really well. And so now I've got to, if I can move quickly enough, I can kind of draft off of the popularity of that. I can ride the, the tailwind of that other video or these other videos. So then what happens next? Um, what happens next is that you can then do different topics as opposed to just Dubai. So you can see that Dubai is more like a sub niche. It's not really a niche. It's very narrow and specific. So instead of just hitting up that very niche that you've done, you can then branch out to other mega projects because essentially, even though that topic is about Dubai's man-made islands, the niche is mega projects. So you can then start doing videos on different types of mega projects that happened in China, that happened in the, the United States and in different countries. So you would want to be in a niche and not just in a sub niche because a sub niche isn't big enough to be uh, lucrative. You can make a bit of money, but in order to really scale and, and have consistent results, you would want to branch out to the niche. So instead of looking at Dubai's man-made islands, you would want to look at other mega projects like skyscrapers and underwater tunnels and different mega projects that are in the world right now. And so that's basically how you branch out and just keep that consistent viewership coming in every single month. Okay. Yeah, I see examples of both of that on this interesting flow YouTube channel. The second most popular video went that Dubai roll. Well, how can I cover Dubai from a different angle? The dark side of Dubai, what they don't tell you, four and a half million views on that one. And then a lot of these other, you know, mega 
construction projects, skyscrapers and amusement parks and other places with man-made islands and uh, trying to say like, okay, well, if this is a hit, what else might people be interested in on a similar or a shoulder topic? Are there any tools that you use to discover, you know, what keywords to target or is just, this is not a keyword. This is not a search and discovery. This is like purely, you know, viral, like I'm going to get shown in the YouTube algorithm kind of, uh, kind of play. Yeah, it's that, but there is another way to look for video ideas. And one of them is through keyword research. And I have done that before. And uh, some of the videos that are getting consistent results on my channel is from keyword research. And one of the ways you look for videos that are through keyword research is um, just typing in the YouTube search bar, something to do with your niche and see what pops up. So if you're in the niche of mega projects, type in something to do with mega projects on the search bar, but don't click enter yet. Just see what kind of pops up because that's basically what people are searching for. And when you study those keywords and you type in on the YouTube search bar, something within your niche, like for, for your example, Nick, you're in the finance niche. So if you was to go for this keyword research method, go on an incognito browser so that people, so that YouTube doesn't know it's you and it just sees you as an average viewer and you just click on the YouTube, type in the YouTube search bar, something to do with your niche of finance and see what comes up because that's based, that's pretty much what people are searching for. And if you do a video about that topic, then you can rank in search and get consistent views because that's what people are searching for and we'll click on your video. So that's another way of looking for video ideas. It's not just looking for what's trending, but also what the YouTube search bar is showing you. And another, uh, going back to tools I use, I, I use the YouTube search bar, but I also use vidIQ. And an interesting thing about vidIQ is that when you have that software installed onto your extension is that it actually shows you the views per hour on a specific video. So if a video has gone viral, it will show you the views per hour, how many views that video is still getting, because that's really helpful because it actually shows you which videos, some videos may look viral, but they have died down. The trend has died down. So vidIQ enables you... Oh, okay. Yeah, enables you to see if the video is still going viral within that hour that you're watching it. So, <laughs> otherwise, it's it's too late in some cases. Exactly. Sometimes it's too late. Um, yeah. So I'm like, uh, as an example, I've punched in side hustles, and so some of the suggested uh, searches that come up are side hustles 2023, side hustles for teenagers, side hustles from home, side hustles that actually work. Like that'd be a great a great video to make. So just you know, once you have some idea, you can kind of just and this would be for videos would be for blog content, you know, any type of thing that's keyword driven, like trying to put yourself in the best position to succeed and capture some of that search traffic. This vidIQ, because I use a TubeBuddy and TubeBuddy will give you kind of a metric of competitiveness in addition to search volume. And it kind of shoots out this like keyword score. Does vidIQ have something similar? Yeah, exactly. I've used TubeBuddy as well. TubeBuddy are really good software as well. One of the things I really like about TubeBuddy is that it actually gives you the option. If you have the higher premium version of TubeBuddy, it gives you the option of split testing thumbnails. So for the, I don't know if you've ever used it, Nick, um, but if you post a video and Tube and, and on TubeBuddy, you put two different thumbnails. So sometimes your video will show one type of thumbnail and sometimes it'll show another type of thumbnail. And TubeBuddy basically split tests the two thumbnails and it will basically tell you which one outperform the other and then you can after the two-week period you can then choose which one you want to stay with and i've done that before and it's worked really well split testing thumbnails and i, I believe mr beast uses that as well because i've seen sometimes he'll post a video and sometimes they'll have one thumbnail and then 
next time that video, that same video will get recommended to me. I'll see another thumbnail so I can see that you, you split test in thumbnails and you can also split test titles, which is interesting. Yeah. So ne- so the next question is, you know, so you, you stumble upon these man-made islands as a trending topic, but you don't know anything about that. So what gives you the confidence to say, you know what, I can make something about this. I can make something as good or better than what's already out there and say like, I'm going to throw my hat in the ring here. That's a really good question, Nick. And um, that's why you have to hire a team from overseas who will do all the research um, because there's a wealth of information on the internet. So our freelancers can basically go through blogs and websites and articles and even other videos and do their due diligence and put together a script for the video um, that will be well-researched. And that's basically how we get to our scripts. Okay. So step one is, is the research. And so you can either do that yourself or you can hire somebody to go and do that. And this is, you know, Fiverr, this is Upwork, this is onlinejobs.ph at this stage. Yes. Okay. And are they the person writing the the script as well? Or do you, you just you plug that into ChatGPT at this point? You know, who's coming up with the actual script? Um, I have used ChatGPT and um, I have actually told my script writer to test it out. I seek to do eight minute videos. And this is because if you have eight minute long videos, you can whack in in-stream ads and make more money that way. And so sometimes with ChatGPT, it produces a video script, but sometimes it's not long enough to be eight minutes. So that's why even with ChatGPT, we I still get my script writer to add some stuff on and just to make it a longer video, I get the video script. And then I'll have another person who would be a voiceover who would speak the script to bring it to life. And then a video editor who will then use the script and the uh, voiceover to put it into a video, put animations together, videos together, footage together with background music. And then at the end, we have the thumbnail designer who will create a clickable thumbnail that will bring in the views. And it's my job to basically manage the quality of the whole process. If you travel a lot for work or for a vacation, you might be familiar with that feeling you get knowing you're leaving your space unused for long periods of time and you're still paying for that privilege. But hosting on Airbnb means you don't have to leave your home sitting empty when you're away. Being an Airbnb host isn't just a way to earn some extra cash. It's a chance to share your space and make a guest's vacation all the more memorable. You might be thinking, eh, maybe my place isn't the right fit, but don't write it off just yet. Your potential Airbnb might be right in front of you. Whether it's a spare room or even your entire home, there's an opportunity waiting. Airbnb turns your home into a practical and even profitable venture. We just got back from a family trip to Hawaii where we stayed in a great Airbnb, but our place back home could have been a highlight to somebody else's travels, and we could have used the extra cash to help pay for the trip. So if you're curious about hosting on Airbnb, find out how much your space could be worth by visiting airbnb.com slash host. Once again, that's airbnb.com slash host. When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search and hit the ground running with your new hire. But what if you could get rid of the search part and just get matched with qualified candidates? Well, now you can with our sponsor, Indeed. It's simple. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. The matching and hiring platform is trusted by over three and a half million businesses worldwide to connect with great talent faster. And 93% of employers agree that Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. For my next hire, 
I'm using Indeed to tap into a talent pool of 350 million unique monthly visitors. And what else is cool is Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use it, the better it gets. And how about this? Side Hustle Show listeners get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Side Hustle Show. Just go to Indeed.com slash Side Hustle Show right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Side Hustle Show. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yeah, there's a lot of moving parts here. I'm kind of, uh, I got overwhelmed all of a sudden. So there's research, researcher slash scriptwriter. That's one person. Okay. And then voiceover is another person. And this person is likely not overseas. This is a native English speaker. Yes. Yes. Okay. And then there is an uh, video editor person. Let's think this is a in-demand skill, video editing service. And then there's a thumbnail person. All told, like, what is a typical production cost for one of these things? Um. It really depends on what quality you're aiming for. So, I mean, for me personally, it's around $40 for the whole thing. That's the lowest I've been able to get it. But that's basically lowest quality, lowest quality. Um, but if you're upping the quality right now, my budget per video is around $200 per video. That's the budget I have put on the videos because I'm really aiming to just hit that quality mark and get like consistent views because you can, you can use like, videos and you can get average quality and they can get views for you. But if you really want to have that consistent viewership and that loyal subscriber base where they're not just subscribers on your screen, but they actually watch your content, then that's when you have to really aim for the quality. And so that's what I've been doing recently. I've been really aiming higher for that higher quality on the videos. So that's for $200 per video is kind of my budget right now. Okay. Yeah. That's helpful to know. Cause yeah, 40, 50 bucks per video, like to pay all these different people for their piece of the pie. It's like, dang, that's really, that's really cheap. Okay. That's helpful to know. So if you, and, and in your case, did you assemble this team? Like, okay, you woke up day one. All right. I'm going to be a viral YouTube sensation. And you know, these are all the people I need to have. And they're, they're on demand. Like you're not paying, I don't know, or, or, or are you paying them kind of a monthly stipend or monthly salary to you know, be on call for you? Or is it just kind of like, hey, I'm going to send you this project. I'm going to pay you ad hoc as the topics come up. I actually started paying them a, a monthly salary, which is a bit of a mistake because sometimes I would get lazy in a month or sometimes I wouldn't really be too focused on the the, the, the projects. And we, we will end up doing like two to three videos in a month and I'll still pay them a fixed wage every month. And so I, f- I found out that wasn't the best idea. So I started to pay people per project. That was uh, initially the idea. N- now that's why I, do, I pay per job. How long was it before your channel got monetized? around it was around i believe eight months it took me around eight months yeah okay yeah so this is i want to draw this contrast and i appreciate you sharing that so rather than you know raising your hand and saying i'm going to be a freelancer i'm going to be a consultant i'm going to solve this problem for this client it's like no i'm going to you know kind of almost on faith put all this time effort energy money into these YouTube videos in exchange for what we talked about to be able to make money while I'm not working at some point later on, fingers crossed, hopefully one of these videos hits the, uh, hits the algorithm, right? And kind of erases all of the cost. Cause oh, what do you have, what do you got to get view wise mm-hmm. to break even on a video? Um, it really depends because some videos have a higher budget. Some videos have a low budget. Some videos is around 10,000 views to break even. 
and um some yeah so some videos it's around 25 view 25000 views to break even and that really depends on the rpm because as you know some rpms have some videos have higher rpms which is paid per 1000 views so the average is around three dollars per one thousand views. Some of my videos are like five dollars per thousand views, and that's because the niche is more about um, luxury as opposed to another video that's um, might be um, about just construction. So, so yeah, it's it's really depends on what the topic is about. So I'm thinking because my RPMs are much higher than that because of the niche. Like it's personal finance, it's entrepreneurship content, and it's you know. You know, I think the last 28 days, it says my RPM is $25. So five, five X higher. But I, if I, if I interpret that, you know, from the pessimist point of view, it's like, well, that's probably because it's five times more competitive to have something, you know, go truly viral in that niche. Cause if you're on the outside looking in, you're like, well, why wouldn't I just, you know, target videos that I think are going to have a higher ad value versus kind of these, you know, broad, broad appeal. Yeah, you know, curiosity induced, like, oh, I'm, I want to learn about, about these man-made islands or something like that. Yeah, that's a good question. And that's why I kind of went into when I first started, I was doing a lot of videos about finance and trying to get that high RPM. But I began to realize that those kind of videos are very competitive and you may get a higher CPM or higher RPM in the finance niche, but sometimes the views might not be as much. However, you might find another niche that you can get more views in, but you, the RPM won't be as high, but you can get a lot, loads of views. Um, so yeah, the finance niche is very competitive, but if anyone's listening right now and they want to go into the finance niche and they believe that that's their passion and they really want to crush it in that niche, I would say go for it. Uh, but do know that it does come with its challenges. And I believe Nick, Nick will tell you more about this niche than, than myself because he's, he's lived and breathed it for. 10 years, but I don't have 20, I don't have 22 billion views to my name either. So <laughs> take it with a grain of salt. It's fascinating because one of these, I mean, what's 22 million views worth in that case? I mean, I could do times a $3 RPM or something. I, I don't know. It's, it's a lot. If you're in the finance niche, then you're talking crazy money, <laughs> but there's many channels right now that, that have a bit of both like channels, like Iman Gadzi, who's that who's the, the young entrepreneur, Iman Gadzi, who's in the finance niche. And yet every single video he posts gets literally millions of views. Um, wow. Someone like him is making crazy money on YouTube. His main sources of income are other things, but I think recently he shared his YouTube income. And I think from, he made like a hundred thousand dollars from only around like 4 million views. So with 4 million views, he made like a hundred K. But I think, cause he's kind of really, he's kind of reached kind of like a celebrity status right now where he's known, by he's got like 3 million subscribers or something. And every video he posts gets millions of views. Like it's as if YouTube has created this platform for the young ones and entrepreneurs to be like the next celebrity. And even some move into boxing, like you see with Jake and Logan Paul. Yeah. That's funny. My, my kids, they have this like really, really crappy digital camera. It's like, you could use an old phone of ours. Like, do you, you want more than like 1.3 megapixels, you know, but they're like filming videos of themselves, looking at their Pokemon cards and pretending to be, you know, news personality. It's like really interesting to watch because they're seven and five and because they watch, um, like the dude perfect YouTube channel and all of their videos have millions and millions of views. They're like trying to be trying to emulate what they see. It's like, (laughs) Hey, I I fully support, you know, being a content 
creator in addition to being a consumer of content. It's just really cool to see. So maybe some future future YouTube stars uh, over here as well. So I just looked this up. My best performing video is closing in on 200,000 views and has earned a lifetime $4,700 from one video, which is in context, that's like probably more than what my first two cars cost. Like that's pretty like, you know, that's, it starts to get real money. And it's like from, you know, one digital asset put out there uh, into the world to kind of do your bidding, but it's super good, but it's, it's one of hundreds, you know, it's just like, you know, not, and there's the 80, 20 to all of this where, you know, most of what you post isn't going to get there. It may not even break even, but it's, you're kind of banking on that one, that one hit is, is that my understanding of the model? Yep. It's usually like that in, in pretty much any business as well. It's usually like the top 10% of people doing 90% of the work. That's, that's a weird kind of mathematical metric that you see across the board. And that's the beauty of YouTube. All you have to do is post a video once and it will make you money for the rest of your life. And if you have an army of videos going out there and grabbing your money, getting you money every single month, without you having to show your face, make videos. That is essentially what we want. This is what a side hustle is. You work in order to, essentially you work in order to gain a return on your investment passively. Yeah. What? And that's the, that's the dream, right? That's right. What kept you going during those eight months pre monetization? Like, did you have anything that was a hit during that time? Cause it's like, okay, every week I'm plunking more cash into this business. I'm not getting anything out of it yet. Yep. And I could see a lot of people after eight months being like, I'm pulling the plug. This is just this is just a money pit. Oh yeah, so many times I felt like pulling the plug. I felt like giving up. I felt like I was bleeding money. I felt, man, every time I would pay my freelancer, it would be painful. I would be like, I'm making zero from this investment, this YouTube channel. Yeah. And my videos are hardly getting any views and I'm just bleeding money. All the money that I'm, I'm, I'm earning, I'm putting it right back into the business, right back into the business, not even knowing if it's going to go anywhere. And, um, I really felt like giving up during that time, Nick, it was, it was difficult to be honest. I was even going through other personal issues in my life and I felt like there was a lot of heavy burdens up, come, um, upon my life. And I was really like struggling. And I think one of the reasons that made me keep going is the fact that I knew that I've already invested money into this and I didn't want to let it go because I felt attached to the business. I felt attached to the YouTube channel. I felt that I've already invested money into this. I've already put so much time, energy and effort and money into this. I can't just let it go, you know? So that's one of the things that kept me going. The fact that I didn't want to lose the money I've already invested. The second reason was I, I was seeing a bit of results. It wasn't anything crazy, but I was seeing a few videos that were taking off and they weren't doing crazy views at that time, but they were doing some views like couple thousand, couple 10, 10,000, 20,000, something that was giving me a bit of like, you know, like the shark when he tastes a bit of blood, it makes him, you know, <laughs> keep going, you know? <laughs> yeah. Just enough traction. I mean, it was probably similar in the early days of the podcast where financially it didn't justify uh, continuing doing itself, but it was just like, well, it was, I found it fun and entertaining and rewarding in its own way. And then, you know, it's not just enough traction on the chart to say like, okay, let's keep doing this. Because now I'm at the, again on the interesting flow channel, 95 videos posted. And so if we ballpark, you know, 50 bucks a video, close to $5,000 in investment there. 
But it just, like you said, it just takes one, just takes a couple of things to really hit. And all of a sudden it erases all of those, all of those losses. But I can definitely feel like, you know, where, at what, when, when do I start collecting the checks versus writing them? Uh, it's a, a stressful position to be in. Yeah, but that's the risk you have to take, you know, you have to take that risk of entrepreneurship. I'm putting money in, I'm putting time in, I'm not seeing anything out. And uh, this is why I really want to encourage everyone watching, just whatever side hustle you're pursuing, whether it be YouTube, um, whatever you're doing, just keep pressing in and don't give up. Don't give up because you can be literally days away from that breakthrough that if you give up, you can just literally just lose so much money and all that time. So just don't give up. This is a word for someone listening. Just don't quit. Your breakthrough is literally within arm's length. That's kind of planting these money seeds, so to speak. And it may not happen right away. It might be three months after you post the video that it that it takes off. So it's just, you never know. And does, do you ever lose sleep over playing in somebody else's sandbox where a YouTube algorithm could change or a moderator or a bot for all intents and purposes could say, nope, your channel, we're shutting it down. We don't like it for whatever reason. You violated some, you know, uh, bylaw and, you know, section of the terms and conditions that nobody ever reads. And all of a sudden you're, you know, all this investment, all this time is kind of up in smoke. Those thoughts have come to my mind a couple of times about YouTube algorithms changing or um, the algorithm actually changes a lot, um, but nothing that will be too bad. And um, so, yeah, I mean, I have had thoughts about copyright strikes and all that stuff, but the good thing with YouTube is they first kind of warn you um, if you do have a copyright strike or some type of violation, they will tell you. And I think it's around three strikes and you're out. I've never had a community strike or, or a violation like that. I've had copyright claims not a copyright strike, but a copyright claim. So if I was using someone else's uh, video, uh, I mean, using someone else's music or using someone else's um, footage, um, if they have the option to copyright claim on that video where they actually take the revenue, and basically what I do is I just submit a form to say that I have the permission to use that content and I'll show my show my certificate or ask my video editor to provide, to provide me with his certificate for using that content or that footage and yeah and then it'll be removed and i'll get the revenue reimbursed yeah where are they sourcing all these clips from other i mean it seems like well it just comes from other youtube content and it's like well is that copyright is that fair use is that you know the defense that well everybody else is doing it doesn't necessarily stand up a lot of our content comes from envato elements shutterstock so these are kind of softwares which we pay monthly subscription oh, sure. or sure, my sure, video sure. editors they pay a monthly subscription to have access to these stock footages and so forth in terms of taking videos from other people's channels what we do is we give credit to the channels that we use their content for um, we put it at the bottom left corner just give them credit just write the the name of their channel at the bottom left corner just to give them credit and uh, we've actually had channels come back to us and write in the comments saying thank you for giving me credit for as you was using my content, you know? So we've never had any issues like that. Okay, so my understanding of the process is, is this, um, you know, viral video analysis or niche analysis. And then it's almost this like speed of execution. Well, you're talking about views per hour. Is it, is it still hot? Is it still going viral? And so what's like a typical production time to have somebody research and script and voice and edit and thumbnail? Like, it's like, I'm not going to get something live within an hour to, to capture this. It might take a couple of weeks. 
for me, I would say at least four days production time on average is around four days if I really push them. Because sometimes I really push the guys. And one, th- one thing that I've learned just recently in order to speed up a production process is that you give the video idea to the script writer. And once you give the video idea to the script writer, you tell your graphic designer straight away the video idea and you tell him what kind of thumbnail you want. So that's two so that's the thumbnail guy done and that's the script writer done. So once this, and once the script writer is done with his part putting the script together, I will send that straight away to the voiceover and I would send the script to the video editor. Why? Because the video editor has to first gather the footage together first and then once the voiceover comes, that's when he would put it together with the voiceover. But the way video editors work is that they have a process of gathering the footage and then they put together the footage. So what I do now is I straight away give the script straight away to the video editor and I tell him, this is the video, start gathering the footage straight away. And he starts gathering the footage. And so once the voiceover is done, then he already has all the footage and it'll speed up his process. And, um, yeah, I really push them. Like when when something is trending, I really tell the guys hurry up, and I get onto them. I message them every day, and um, that works. <laughs> okay, yeah, let's let's prioritize this one over over all the other ones. Anything that you're doing marketing wise after hitting publish to to give the videos any sort of boost? Yes. So the first 24 hours of your video is the most crucial part of the video. So what I do is once we post a video, we watch the video like fully fully like i watch 100 of the video sometimes on 2x speed because i've already seen it so i just watch it on 2x speed uh because you would want to have that good you would want to get that watch time <laughs> so you give yourself watch time by watching the entire video at 2x speed i click like i comment i pin a comment i log into my other channels and i comment on the same video watch it to the end click like and uh, sometimes i even send it to my video editors and my my um production team i just say guys our video is live Please watch it till the end so it gets good watch time. Um, click like, comment, and and yeah. So the first 24 hours of a video is the most important. And so that's when we really kind of go in. Do you think it makes a difference? Like, to, okay, well, I got four views now. <laughs> but but those four views were super engaged. <laughs> um, I believe it, it still makes a difference now. Because if if you just leave a video with zero likes and zero comments and zero engagement you're basically telling the YouTube algorithm that no one wants to watch it. No one wants to click on it. No one likes it. And so, yeah, so it, it, it does help. Now it's not going to make the massive difference of going from hitting a million views as opposed to 10,000. It's not going to make a massive difference like that, but at least gives it some type of boost for the start. Do you need anything um, with the video tags? Do those matter at all? YouTube themselves have um, a year ago announced that tags don't really make a difference. They used to, apparently. But um, what's really going to rank on SEO when people type in the topic is the title and what's in the description, because that essentially tells the YouTube algorithm what your video is about. So you'd want to make sure that your, your title and your description speaks about the video so that when somebody searches in regards to your topic, that you will rank in the search. And so going back to what we mentioned earlier, Nick, about the keyword research, when you type on YouTube search bar about a topic, in your case, it's side hustles for teenagers, you would want to put those keywords that you saw appear on the search bar, you would want to put those keywords in your title and in your description and even in your tags. Uh, Because essentially tags are there for those who misspelled the words. 
that's what YouTube have said, that the reason why tags are there is because if somebody mis- misspells the word teenagers or side hustle, like if they have a typo, because some people type very quick and it's just sometimes normal to have a typo, then the tags are there to basically rank when somebody misspells your keyword. So what I usually do is in the tags, I would misspell some of the words, some of the keywords I'll misspell it. If somebody misspells the keyword, my video will still show up because I already put that in the tags. Wow. That's like old school. I, you're probably too young to remember this, but like people would register domains, like misspell domains and like squat on those and sell ad space. I don't know. Really? It sounds <laughs> kind of similar. Like, oh, but uh, like, okay. You know, it's, you know, now the search engines have gotten so smart. It's like, well, did you mean this? Like you probably fat fingered that one. So we're going to show you what we think you really meant. <laughs> but that's really interesting. Tags don't matter, but you can include misspelled variations in there. Cool. Anything else on the marketing side after hitting publish? Some people have said to share your videos in in certain Facebook groups, because if you're in a Facebook group, let's say your videos are about Formula One and you join a Facebook group that have diehard Formula One fans on there. And if you share a video on that Facebook group and say, hey, check out this amazing video. And they don't know it's you who put it together because it hasn't got your face on it. So if you just share that video on the Facebook group of diehard Formula One fans and say, hey guys, I've just seen this amazing video. Check out this amazing video of Formula One, blah, 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 blah. And um, people will click on it because they're all diehard fans of Formula One and they don't th- they don't know it's you who made that video. So they don't feel that you're, they're being sold on anything. So they'll, they'll click it. Okay, yeah, to kind of give it that initial boost and hopefully positive warm, fuzzy feelings to the algorithm. Like, hey, people are engaged with this. They like this. Like, start showing it on the back of, as a suggested video, on the back of more popular content. Yeah, exactly. And what what YouTube really do like is when you drive traffic from external sites to YouTube. So if you're bringing people out of Facebook into YouTube, they like that. If you're bringing people from, Mm. if your videos on certain websites or blogs or articles and you're driving traffic from external sites to the YouTube platform youtube really like that and that's when they promote your stuff more you've played around at all with any of the ai video production tools the ai voiceover tools i've got a lot of fomo when it comes to some of the cool stuff that's out there these days yeah so the the whole word of ai is a buzzword right now and um we have kind of used chat gpt but um there are those other platforms that use ai voiceovers and you know artificial uh, video edits. Now with the v- AI voiceovers, now back in the day, they were monetizable, the AI voices. Now YouTube have actually demonetized a like complete AI voices, but what they've actually enabled is enabled to monetize, they call them avatar voices, where instead of an AI voice sounding like a robot, it sounds like a real person. And so there's a lot of videos out there that are automated that are faceless, that you, it sounds like a real person, but it actually is an AI voice. Yeah. Uh, Speechify was one of the sites I came across lately. Yeah. You just type in your script and it's, I mean, some of them are better than others, but they, if you weren't, if you didn't know it was a robot, you probably wouldn't say that it was. You wouldn't. And that's, um, my video editor was using, um, an AI voice and, um, I, he didn't tell me at first because I thought it was a real voice and he didn't tell me it was, it was an AI voice. And so I kind of got mad at him a bit <laughs> because I thought that AI voices are like, you can't monetize them, but because that AI voice sounds real, YouTube kind of allowed it for some reason. 
and it's true because I've been able to monetize the AI, the voices with the avatar voices. And one of the things that kind of gave it away is I think one of the videos, I think this was a video for my client because I asked my editor to do some videos for my client. And there was a part of the video where the voiceover was talking about Nicki Minaj and the voiceover pronounced Nicki Minaj, Nicki Minaj. And then I was like, mm. Mm. It's, it's a telltale yeah, giveaway. I think that gave it away. So then that's when I confronted him and then that's when the truth kind of came out. And yeah, so you can kind of tell if, if, if it comes to pronouncing names, that's when you can kind of tell if they're, if it's an AI voice or not. But apart from that, it's, it was, I couldn't even tell. What's a day in the life look like uh, for you these days? You got the day job, you're doing this nights and weekends. I mean, it's pretty late UK time as we're recording this. Oh yeah. I'm working like a three-legged horse right now. So every day grind. When I get home from work, I go on that laptop and I, I look for video ideas. I, I look even throughout my day when I'm at work, I check my phone. I, I have the YouTube app studio on my phone and I look at the analytics and, um, I've actually got my manager at work to, to get into YouTube as well. And he's starting to do YouTube automation and, um, I'm beginning to teach him a bit. That's funny. Your boss is, is like, Hey, well, what, what are you doing on the side here? Let me get in on that. <laughs> yeah, literally. And, um, so yeah, it's everyday grind. I'm just, even though I can kind of kick back and relax and still have the money rolling in, I don't want to do that because I'm, my goal is to really take my channels to like making like 30, 40 grand a month consistently. Like that's where I'm really want to go to, uh, eventually hundred K a month from having multiple YouTube channels. Cause the way I kind of see it is that YouTube is like digital real estate. When you have one YouTube channel, that's making you money. You can then take the profits that you've made from that YouTube channel and you can reinvest the profits into another YouTube channel. And then when, once that starts making money, you can open another YouTube channel and then another one, then another one. And before you know it, you have like 10 YouTube channels that are bringing in monthly income, just like a property, just like a rental house would. But instead of houses, instead of dealing the stress with the, you know, building the house and all that legalism and paperwork and all that stuff, you just do it digitally and it's much lower maintenance and you can event, you can sell your YouTube channel as well. I mean, Mr. Beast was recently offered $1 billion for all of his YouTube channels and he, he rejected it. Yeah. No way. Yeah. It was interesting because he, yeah, it's like, come, come back with a real offer. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like today taking the ad income, but plowing it back into more, you know, more digital real estate in this case, plowing it back into more videos is there an end game where it becomes a full-time thing or where do you want to, where do you want to take it? That's a really good question because it also comes down to one ind individual once in life, because at the moment I really enjoy my job. I get really good benefits. I like talking to people and um, I install alarm systems. I go to people's houses and I deal with many business owners and um, I really, it's very therapeutic as well. And in terms of it becoming a full-time gig, it would have to be, this is the thing, even if I was making like the goals that I really want to make around 30, 50 grand a month from, from YouTube, the question did dawn on me, will I actually quit my job? Because I actually really love my job, but I, eventually I will. But, um, I've just become very, you can say philosophical. I've been thinking, you know, yes, we want to become entrepreneurs and make, live the dream and have this passive income stuff. But what is it you really want to do in life? Because, yeah, I'm, that's a that's a good question, Nick, as to when I'm going to go full time. There's no there's no pressure. I won't be the guy <laughs> to be like, hey, you know, what are you what are you doing still working? But at a certain point, if you're bringing in, 
you know, multi six figures from videos, like, oh, my day job became kind of like kind of like my little fun hobby to go out and do these uh, security system installs. Yeah, to be honest, yeah, I'm torn between the two. Sometimes in my life, I'm just like, man, when can I just quit my job and go full time? And then there's other parts of me that says, man, I really enjoy my job. You know, it'll be good to have, you know, these, my two income streams, YouTube and my job and, and just, you know, really love life, so to speak. And so, yeah, but like you said, all of the money I'm making from YouTube, I'm reinvesting it back into the business. Yeah, that makes sense. What surprised you the most along the way? Um, the video that hit 22 million, I've had literally YouTube, other other people who are who are doing really well on YouTube reach out to me and they basically said, man, how did you do it? Like, not even I did that. <laughs> like, I've had YouTubers who are making six figures from YouTube and they've reached out to me and they've said, I've never had a video that hit 22 million. You know, I've had, they've had videos that've hit 5 million and 4 million, but not 22 million in one video. So that was a, that was a big, um, big kind of breakthrough kind of expanded my mind, expanded my horizons as to what is possible. And, um, it's kind of like a cool kind of side hustle when people ask me like, what do I do? Sometimes I just tell them I, 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 I automate YouTube channels and it sounds like so kind of sci-fi AI kind of thing. And I, I spark like curiosity and, um, yeah, a lot of people then ask for me to teach them how to do it. And, um, yeah, so that's what I've been, I've been doing with, with some people as well. Yeah. I think it's a really interesting business and you got people reaching out to you and it's like, it's almost, I mean, you know, yes, do the, do the research up front, create a high quality video, and then it's just a matter of casting enough lines and hopefully get a bite, um, down the road. But, but you're helping other people get started. Where can people go, uh, to learn more about that or what's the best way for people to reach you? We should be having a link available for people right now. Um, to click for a free training that I put together at the end of the free training, there is an option to book a call with me and we can then discuss how we can help the person in their YouTube automation journey, how we can start them off in this journey. And so we do have a paid course. We have a paid um, coaching program that we provide to people for them to start making, basically hit their first 10K on YouTube. Very good. Well, we'll link that up in the show notes, just hit the show notes link in the description. I'll get you over there and then you can get in touch with Tony that way. Really appreciate you jumping on. Again, I think this is fascinating business. Uh, let's wrap this thing up with your number one tip for Side Hustle Nation. Doesn't have to be YouTube related, just you know, whatever entrepreneurial wisdom that you'd like to impart. Never, ever give up. And this is a, a cliche and it's a cliche for a reason. And the reason is because those who give up are those who lose. And you'll never be considered a loser if you never give up. So as long as you're in the game and you keep going, it's never too late. If you're never too young, you're never too old, you're never too overweight, you're never too unhealthy, you can always change your life. You have the power of choice. And so I want to encourage everyone, make a choice today as to what you're going to do with your life. Do it for yourself and do it for your family make that choice. Well, thank you so much for joining me. Thanks everyone for tuning in. I've got just a couple, I'll take lots of notes during the call, but I like, again, your uh, analogy of digital real estate, like these little mini rental properties. Some of them are going to make five bucks a month. Some of them might make 5,000 a month. It's just trying to you know plant those seeds, so to speak. And then as you're kind of writing those, those viral 
you know, peaks and valleys that are going to come is trying to con- cultivate your own subscriber base. So hopefully you get more consistent results the more you do it. And then I like some of your research tactics and I'll be using the same to hopefully add more videos to my own channel. It's like, you know, I tend to make the videos that I want to make or the videos that coincide with, you know, blog content. It's like, oh, I might, might as well do a little more research to see, well, what's what's going viral and try and, you know, try and ride those tailwinds uh, a little bit. So even if you... Uh, if you're like mine and have your face on the YouTube channel, I think you can use some of Tony's tactics as well. If you're new to the Side Hustle Show, make sure to grab your personalized playlist at hustle.show. We've got over 550 episodes to choose from. I would love to have you binge on them all, but I also understand that might not be realistic. That might not be the most efficient way to get you where you want to go. So instead, all you got to do is go to hustle.show, you answer a few short multiple choice questions, and I'll build you a custom curated playlist uh, of the episodes that are going to be most relevant to you that you can add to your device. You can learn what works and you go make some more money. Again, that's at hustle.show. Big thanks to Tony for sharing his insight. As always, you can hit up sidehustlenation.com slash deals for all the latest offers from our sponsors in one place. Thanks for supporting the advertisers that support the show. It really does make a difference. That is it for me. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you're finding value in the show, make sure to text it to a friend. Hey, did you know you can make money doing this? Until next time, let's go out there and make something happen. And I'll catch you in the next edition of the Side Hustle Show. Hustle on.